Good morning. You've got more than money. I don't know what that first phrase was. Ah, that's the Billy Goat Gruff saying good morning. I don't know. Good morning. You've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. Joining me, your co-host and personal financial advisor, Alyssa Young. Good morning, young lady. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How you see you? how I did that? Good morning, young lady. I'm forever young. Wow, I see how you did that. Mm -hmm. We should both have ignored those. We should walk, have walked away from those, but we didn't. And you are well. I am, thank you. It's a gorgeous day. For now, it's supposed to rain this afternoon, but it's nice. It's a nice morning, yes. It's beautiful. Take what we got. That's right. Uh, Play the cards we are dealt. If you are a loyal listener to More Than Money, you know that after we get past the usual rather sophomoric banter, <laughs> uh, we try to jump in and answer your personal financial questions as to the greatest extent possible. We are live this Saturday morning. If I've got my notes correct, are, are, is today the 16th? It is indeed. Okay, so I got that right. That. And I have my phone today. I'm so very excited about that <laughs> after uh, last week's debacle. Uh, happy to be with you and happy to serve you. That's our purpose every Saturday morning as we come to you live from our More Than Money World Headquarters. Um, actually, the More Than Money World Headquarters is in the Holy Lands. This is our flagship station, WAEB, iHeartMedia, high, uh, high atop the iHeartMedia 67-story tower here at the corner of 22 and MacArthur Road. You've seen it. You know how famous it is. It's a long <clears throat> ride up on the elevator. Oh, my gosh. Somebody must have been holding it for somebody, like, on the 17th, because we waited and waited. <laughs> just ridiculous. In the future, folks, if your friends are not there, just let the elevator go. Gosh. <laughs> that hold button. Jeez. But here we are, and we're happy to serve you by answering your questions about Investments, income taxes, estate planning or business, retirement perhaps, uh, selecting a, a uh, IRA perhaps. Is it Roth? Is it standard? A uh, estate planning question. Shouldn't, uh, should you name your irresponsible younger brother as the executor of your will? Should um, your uh, three-time rehab graduating older sister be the guardian of your newest baby? Uh Interesting questions like that. <clears throat> you think I'm making these up? No, I know. Oh, they're real. Oh, they're real. And um, business questions, whether it's starting a business, running a business, liquidating a business, we are happy to serve you. L- luckily, w- you can access us at least three different ways. <clears throat> I don't think knocking on the door downstairs is going to help any, but you can call 610 610- Seven two zero seventy nine hundred six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. 610 You'll talk to the lovely and talented Mr. John Elliott, Mr. Sunshine, as we like to refer to him as. And then you talk to Gene and Melissa and uh, hopefully get some information that helps you. Or you can send us an email. We both have our smartphones this morning. So you can send Alyssa, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com or gene g-e-n-e at askmtm.com we got a couple on that already 
Uh, and if you are further afield or if you just want a super clear signal or if you're working at your workstation, you want to kick on the headphones, you can do it through uh, the Miracles of Modern Technology iHeartMedia, and you simply log on to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the yes, hit the listen live button, which is a red button. It's kind of easy to find. It appears every Saturday morning right around 8 o'clock, disappears right around 10. Like magic. It is magic. It's just Harry Potterish. And if you are so inclined and have a question while you're listening on our website, just hit the Ask Gene button. That comes directly to us as well. So lots of ways to join us. Lots of ways to join us um, this morning. We have a special guest uh, at 830. You want to tell, I'm going to get rid of this. So if you want to tell folks about our special guest. Sure. We're looking forward to inviting Mark Basak to the show this morning. Mark is our Social Security and Medicare professional He's the guy that comes into our office a couple times a month and has amazingly helpful consultations with our clients to talk about Social Security and Medicare benefits. He's going to call in at 830 and talk about a few pieces of timely information about both Medicare and Social Security. But he'll also be available to answer questions if you have any that are specific to those topics and you want to hear directly from Mark um, you'll definitely be glad you took advantage of the opportunity because he's a wealth of knowledge on the topics. So we're glad he's able to join us today. We are indeed. We are very, very blessed that upon Mark's retirement from Social Security, he agreed to be a partner of More Than Monies. And I have lost track of how many of our clients have approached me to say, I met with Mark. It was so helpful. I made so much more confident decisions. Um, in one case, gosh, I didn't realize it. I was divorced many years ago and I could collect social security benefits on my divorced husband. And it literally gave that young lady $20,000 a year of extra income. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. 20 grand. Yes. S serious capital. So he's a great guy. Not in, in addition to being incredibly smart, he's a really good guy. Mm -hmm. So if you have questions, 610-720-7900, you absolutely want to uh, join. Uh, okay. I'm going to read this. It's a Social Security question. It came in early. Okay. And you and I will decide whether we want to tackle it or whether we'll save it for Mark. Okay. Put put Mark to the test. <laughs> It's no, he's no up for, Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Um, gentleman writes, I recently, I currently am receiving social security benefits. My wife is planning to claim social security at her full retirement age in June of next year. Okay. So far I'm per This is perfect. I'm good. <laughs> no questions yet. Um, 890 of it would be her benefit and 1,453 would be spousal. Hence, she will claim spousal. Now, I'm going to stop there because if I'm understanding Mark correctly after all these years, spousal is the increase that she will get above her own benefit. So it's, it's not an either or and, and it's not she's not going to get 100% spousal. It doesn't really matter to the person receiving the benefits. The effect is the same. 
if half of his is 1,453 and if her own is 890, she'll get the higher of the two numbers. Mm -hmm. We we don't really care what Social Security calls it, Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, question, since the 2022 Social Security increase is 5.9%, should my wife wife's claim spousal benefits in December of this year and then get a 5.9% increase for next year uh, for a benefit of, there is a monthly increase of about 23 bucks, blah, 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 since claiming a few months early. Uh, too good to be true. What am I missing? I think I can answer this. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, And the reason I think I can answer it is because I answered it yesterday for a client. Okay. Um, So cost of living increase. You're already on Social Security. Please. You won't be on Social Security for 40 years. (laughs) Buckle in there, young lady. Um, But let's let's pretend. And and your benefit is a thousand bucks. Okay. And um, cost of living is five point nine. I thought it was 5.3, but let's say it's 5.9. Well, it's 5.9. Excellent. Thank you. We're going to talk about that with Mark. So your benefit's going to go up 59 bucks. Great. What if um, you don't claim? What if you wait one more year to claim? What happens to your benefit? It increases 8% besides the cost of living um, 8% between what ages and what ages? Um, between full retirement age and 70, it exactly. increases 8% per year. So. Let's go with a lower number. What happens if it's between 62 and normal retirement age? How much is it per year? I don't know. 6%. Okay. So in this gentleman's case, his wife will actually benefit from waiting because her benefit will go up 6 rather than 5.9. All right. It's pennies. Mm. I get it. So six of one half dozen of the other. In this case, I think waiting is probably the wiser thing to do to get her to to normal retirement age. Because if you go below normal retirement age, there is a uh, reduction. Right. I was going to say discount, but that sounded like a good thing. Right. And that's a perfect example of what Mark does for people. It's Uh, the strategy. Like the things that you don't know you can benefit from and take advantage of. He can help you think through all of those scenarios. So if you wait, you get this. If you take it now, you get this. Uh, it's very helpful to go through that exercise just to make sure you're not missing out on income. Or not misinterpreting because, hey, my neighbor said he's doing this. And if your neighbor's birthday was before January 1st of 1954, he and his wife can do certain things. And you're January 2nd, 1954, and you can't. Right. And and your head spins until you talk to Mark. That's right. That's a f- All right. Let me ask you a question until you talk to Mark, until you talk, oh, la-di-da. Okay, Mark, what a great guy. Oh, my gosh. He's incredible. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. He's incredible. As a financial advisor, most of our clients are coming to us with uh, all kinds of questions, of course. Retirement's a big one. Yes. So what value does understanding the Social Security benefit opportunities, options, choices bring to us as financial? I know what it may bring to the client. What does it bring to us? Oh, it's huge. It helps us with the puzzle that we're figuring out. Um, You know, when someone asks, can I retire? When can I retire? Am I okay? And we're looking at matching up their monthly need, their spending need or goal with their assets 
Social Security is like the first thing we plug into the equation. You know, well, what's that going to look like? And then what else do we need to make up? How much um, other money, you know, income do we need to to supplement that? So being able to um, know how that factors in and, and what can you can expect is tremendous. So we've learned from Mark a lot. And we don't know everything Mark knows, and that's why we connect our clients with him. But um, he's taught us so much, too, that it helps us do a better job of assessing, you know, what we can do for people, what they need to know, and when they need to talk to him. That's the I think that's the other big benefit is, well, you need to talk to Mark for sure because you have X, Y, Z, you know, circumstances in your life that um, can complicate things. Very well said. Um, I, I should assure you of two things. Uh, number one, uh, Mark is part of our team and, and has been now for a number of years and uh, is incredibly uh, valued and appreciated. Um, Mark is not a part of any other financial advisors teams. So there are lots of financial advisors out there who are saying, yeah, let me explain to you about social security. They're not only not well-trained, they don't have 39 years of experience. They don't spend the time or the effort to stay current. They have not explored all the various permutations of, well, if you go first and then she takes and then you, no, she goes first and you take, what if you both went early? What if you both waited late? He, and, and the fact that, and, and I'm going to speak not for Mark, I'm going to suggest that Mark might say something like this. And then when he joins us, he can say, no, nah, Gene, please, no, that's ridiculous. I think working with us has brought Mark to um, become a better Social Security advisor as well. Um, one of the things um, that is often, it, it's got to be in the top two of the most often asked questions. When should I take Social Security? Mm -hmm. And Mark has been able to integrate his answers in with a lot of the knowledge he has now of us as financial advisors of if you can afford it, that's kind of our call. Wait as long as you can. Get the maximum you can. Get the maximum lifetime guarantee, et cetera, et cetera. So pretty impressive stuff. The other thing I can assure you um, from a Social Security standpoint, there are lots of training programs. There are lots of books. Hey, I read a book once. Um, I'm going to, I'm here to tell you if, if a financial advisor has on the bookshelf behind his or her desk on uh, the uh, two or three social security books to prove that, that he or she knows what they're talking about. The minute those books were printed, they were out of date. They were, they were um, not passe. They were they 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 obsolete, had they were obsolete. Of. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. <laughs> bottom line, bottom line. Stick with us. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money online.com. You you have your own copy, or you want to read it from there? Oh, I, I, uh, Alyssa found the coolest yes. thing. <laughs> you, you have heard me talk many times about <laughs> obituaries, and I have mentioned on in passing. Hey. Here's this woman, she died at 97, 98, 100, and they put a picture in from when she was 20 and she just took my breath away. And lately, I've been seeing some of these gentlemen who passed away at 90, 93, 100, and their, 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 their pictures are like in their military uniforms, maybe Korea, maybe World War II, 
maybe Vietnam. Handsome. Oh, just fantastic. So the pictures have really caught my attention. There's no picture with this one. No. No. Uh, so I still get my print edition of the newspaper, and every morning when I read the paper with my breakfast, I do check the obituaries to see if there's any, you know, familiar names or, yeah. And I, I just look at them, and I don't read them all. But this one caught my eye because the last name was familiar to me. I don't know this person or his family, but I'm glad I read his obituary. So this is what it says. This is an excerpt from the obituary. Dugan lived longer than he ever expected and had enough of this crappy world on Saturday, October 9th, 2021. Born in Warren Hospital and raised in Oxford, New Jersey, John should have been a stand-up comic because he could tell a story so amusing you would pee in your pants. Alas, he was merely a maintenance machinist that could make darn near anything for American National Can Company in Washington, New Jersey for 30 years. As one of the world's last real man's man, he could catch a fish in a parking lot, shoot the gonads off a gnat, <laughs> beat your behind if you looked at him cross-eyed, and drink you under the table. He caught more fish, shot more deer, bought and sold more houses, crashed more cars, and got married more than mere mortal men. <laughs> oh, I love it. I want to know who wrote that. They deserve a high five. Pulitzer. They, they get a Pulitzer <laughs> for that. that. That is fantastic. Ah, if you can live a life that would inspire someone to write that much good stuff about you for an individual that never made the uh, Forbes Fortune 500 wealthiest people in the world... <laughs> Uh, maybe never made uh, a, a rush for four touchdowns on this high school team, but lived just what sounds like life to the fullest. He's a colorful character. Oh, colorful is a great word. Makes you yeah. wish you had met him. Absolutely. Yeah. You read that, you go, well, that's a guy you'd want to hang with. That's right. Have a few beers with. Make sure you don't look the wrong way at <laughs> kind of thing. I shared that with quite a few people. I was like, this is how you write an obituary. That's a good obituary. <laughs> good for them. Sadly, they're going to say, Gene's dead. Next. Okay. <laughs> 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Barbara. Barbara, good morning. Good morning, Gene. I have a question for you. Please. About the $600 transactions with the banks. Yeah. Um. I have more than that in the bank. What do I do with my money? Yeah, it's a fair question. And the uproar over this proposal is near universal. I have not heard anyone say, well, that makes sense to me. That's a good idea. I've heard phrases. Except, oh. except Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> I haven't heard anyone with a brain say <laughs> that this is a good idea. Uh, okay. Politicians and power grab, sure. Invasion of privacy, of course. But the reality is, um, if if they're intending to do this or not, I'm not sure. They may very well drive a lot of average Americans into a place they should not go, which is cryptocurrency, because cryptocurrency mm. doesn't have the same reporting. Um, but six hundred dollars, and now they're saying the proposal actually says. Not $600 of a balance or of a transaction, but $600 in total activity during a year. 
I know. Which means any human being's bank account is going to be inspected by the IRS on a regular basis. And that is so unconstitutional, so inappropriate, so socialist, to be fair, so communistic that it's terrifying. And just like you, I'm beyond angry and uh, have made my calls and my emails to um, our representatives, sadly Mm. enough. Um, but but mm. that's at this point, that's what we can do. And, of course, look forward to a year from now when we can vote those rascals out. Is there anything we can do like now before this goes through to change or to do anything? I mean, should I take my money out of the bank and stick it under the mattress? Absolutely not. No. For the average okay. person, it's not going to have any detrimental effect other than it's really offensive as an American to have this happen to us. The folks who are going to be really angry are the ones that are going to get notified by the IRS. Hey, we've noticed a pattern that seems to be suspicious. Even when it's not, they're still going to have to defend themselves. They're still going to have to jump through hoops. And and people, if you think that getting a letter that says you're going to be audited by the IRS is upsetting today, how about when you get a letter that says, oh, by the way, we've been monitoring all of your bank transactions and we think you're suspicious and we're going to pull you in. Yeah, your mm. your your blood's going to run cold. You better get an attorney. You're going to spend a lot of money for what purpose? For the purpose for a small handful of people who think that they are entitled to control the rest of 330 million people. Mm. Okay. Barbara, thank you for the call. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, God bless thank you. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, uh-oh. I know. Well, and that's just the start of it. It's just the, uh, that's just uh, what's uh, if I understand right, it's about 2,200 pages. Um, one of the items that just <sighs> talk about arrogance and Nancy Pelosi. If you looked up arrogance in the dictionary, her picture would be there uh, in this infrastructure bill. Um, most estimates are saying three and a half trillion, um, 15 to 16% is actually infrastructure. The rest of it is just whatever we want to spend money on. Let's just soak these guys dry. Nancy Pelosi has in the bill 200 million for a park in San Francisco. Yeah, that's a fancy park. Uh, And it, by the way, it already is a fancy park. It's the Presidio. It's a nice park. It's a fancy park. Uh, at 200 million, they might be able to, I don't know, full-time security to get what now has happened to San Francisco, which is an absolute tragedy. In years past, San Francisco was literally the, the shining city by the bay. It was one of the most beautiful cities, one of the most accommodating cities, one of the most wonderful cities. And now it is overrun by homelessness mm-hmm. and uh, the pain that the uh, citizens of San Francisco Cisco have felt all the while the speaker of the house of the United States house of representatives is, is theoretically their representative and she is providing them with that kind of a result. Kind of painful. Very good, sir. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred in our next segment, Mark Basak will be talking to you about social security, Medicare, lots of other topics and, answering your questions. So you want to make sure you write down 610-720-7900.
If you don't want to interrupt Mark by phone, you can send us by email, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com, or Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Uh, in this past week's PBS 39 show, we interviewed Bruce Haynes of uh, Hotel Bethlehem, I think. Um, I think it's one of our better. I think it's it's in uh, it's on our top ten list, and uh, we got some very very interesting insights from a man who was born to be a hotelier. Hmm. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Went to Lehigh. He was an engineer. Worked at U.S. Steel for thirty five years, and now has the number one ranked historic hotel in America. Um, how did that happen? You might want to check it out, and I. Th- I think it's already posted to our website. I think you're right. Uh, we'll double check that on the break. Okay. Uh, if it is morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com, and uh, go to our TV show videos and hit this most recent one with Bruce, I think you're going to be really happy that that you did baseball playoffs. Uh, drive me nuts. <laughs> well, at least the Yankees are out. I don't have to really get too concerned. And certainly didn't stay up late enough to see Boston blow a lead. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. More Than Money. Online.com. Mr. Mark Basak after this on More Than Money. I'm giving for your kindness, I'm dead to you, and I never could have come this far without you. They say I must be one of the wonders God's own creation, and as far as we see. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You have Alyssa Young, your financial advisors of the day. And happy to be where October the 16th. It's a gorgeous day out there. At least you're right so far. I start to see the clouds coming in a little Mm bit. Uh, I guess the report is for rain a little bit later. Yes. Diane is heading out to Elizabethtown for a baseball tournament for our nephew, uh, Nathan. He's a fine young man. Absolutely fine young man. We're very, very proud of him. He's fine young baseball player and uh e- even better kid even better kid. awesome well i so, hope the rain uh, does uh, not spoil baseball or juliana soccer game yeah what time is that one Two thirty. okay well um we've been warning you we've been enticing you we've been teasing <laughs> you for the first segment that uh, we were going to uh, have a special guest and uh in honor of that i'm going to turn the mic over to Alyssa. Alyssa, would you welcome our guest please yes um good morning mr mark basak thank you so much for joining us today good morning Alyssa. how uh, are nice you to be here i i am well excellent wide awake oh good good you so you've had your coffee you've done your stretches you're ready for us Well, we um, talked about this uh, this week, the two of us, about what we wanted to discuss today because there's uh, Social Security and Medicare, as you know, are always important topics for our audience. But 
Um, this week especially, we have some important things to discuss, right? And one of them, um, we'll just jump right into it because I'm sure we're going to get some you know, some fresh questions as well. Um, but one of them is that yesterday the Medicare open enrollment period started for people who have Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare drug plans. And that open enrollment period goes until December 7th. So I was hoping we could talk a little bit about what people need to know about this important time during the year. And first, could you tell people what a Medicare Advantage plan is? Sure. Uh, Medicare Advantage plans, uh, when people work, they usually refer to uh, a Medicare Advantage plan as, as being a PPO or an HMO. So, uh, in fact, your Advantage plans are in those two categories. So, basically, uh, people are in health networks and they get all their care within the network. And the basic Medicare premium of $148 basically covers the entrance into the network. And some of these Advantage plans can charge a premium on top of the $148. But having said that, locally, we have lots of plans that are available that have zero premium. So that basic $148 takes care of everything. Uh, so, again, just to clarify that, we're basically talking about a network that, that really works like a PPO or an HMO, and, in fact, they use that terminology. Okay. So you're over – you're 65 or older – You've got um, Medicare Part A, the hospital coverage. You have Part B that covers your doctor bills and procedures. And sometimes you have a Medicare Advantage plan to supplement that Part B coverage, and you it works okay, very much. Let, let's be careful here. The Medicare Advantage plan does not supplement Part B. It's kind of an alternative to Part B. And, okay. in fact, Advantage plans are referred to as Part C of Medicare. So... If somebody wants to be in traditional Medicare, and actually lots and lots of people are in traditional Medicare, mm -hmm. uh, which pays 80% of your medical cost. So Part B of Medicare pays 80%. If you want to stay with traditional Medicare, then you get a Medicare supplement to help you with the 20% that Medicare doesn't pay. Yes. So an Advantage plan is a different approach. There's really no 80-20. Um, the uh, Advantage plan takes care of your health care costs. Where you as a consumer pay is when you get services, you have a copay. And copays can range from zero uh, with many plans. So if you're seeing your family doctor in many plans, you have zero copay. But but that's not the norm. Uh, the norm is there is a copay, and if you're getting physical therapy, copays could be 30 bucks, 40 bucks. A typical visit to a specialist could range somewhere between 30 and 70. Um, tests Again, it depends what kind of test, blood test up to MRIs. MRIs, your copay could be up to 
two, three hundred dollars. Outpatient surgery copays could be, um, you know, in the hundreds, perhaps even in the thousands. Mm-hmm. So that is the difference between the two approaches. Uh, in one, Medicare and your supplement pay 100% of your health cost. Uh, with an Advantage plan, you have copays, but you don't have to pay anything beyond the copay. Okay. So, Perfect. So you've, you've done a great job for our listeners explaining the options. And now let's explain to them during this open enrollment period, what changes can people make to those selections and why would they want to? Okay. Well, uh, first off, they might want to because there's just a lot of choice out there. Uh, we're actually going from 58 plans available in the Lehigh Valley up to 65 in 2022. Wow. Uh, of those 65 plans, 32 of them are zero premium plans. So the consumer doesn't have to uh, pay anything to get into the plan other than their basic Part B of Medicare. And then uh, where where the rubber meets the road, though, is some plans are going to have different and perhaps higher copays than other plans. Some plans will have uh, certain providers. And if you have a family doctor that you want to stick with, you want to be careful that you don't join an advantage plan that that doctor is not a member of. So that's something you would want to definitely check in advance. Uh, many advantage plans offer vision, dental, and uh, hearing aid coverage. And that's something that is not available with traditional Medicare and supplements. Uh, uh, Medicare supplements do not offer any coverage for dental or vision. And and so uh, these Advantage plans can be quite attractive because of that coverage. My goodness, if you, you don't have to pay for uh, an office visit, your cleanings, your x-rays, and in some cases, they pay towards crowns, restorations, and all those things. So uh, that does make it exciting. People like to look for the silver sneaker uh, uh, program Mm -hmm. where uh, they can visit uh, fitness centers and get it paid for by their Advantage plan. So all these goodies are there, and it's really important that people – look at these plans. So your next question is going to be, how can they do that? And they can do that by going to Medicare's website, which is medicare.gov. And you can look at all the plans available for you in your the area where you live. And what's great about their plan finder is you can t- pick up to three plans at a time and compare them side by side and look at what are the co-pays if you go to a specialist. Can you go out of network? Uh, because that's a distinguishing feature between plans. Some plans let you go out of network, some you can't. So okay. I, I probably uh, talked way too much there. No. <laughs> you go ahead, Alyssa. No, no, that was great. Um, and, you know, it's just like uh, open enrollment period for, you know, private medical insurance. My my health insurance for my family is through my husband's employer, and we just did that exercise where they sent home the open enrollment information and said, here are the premiums, 
here are the co-pays if you choose the high deductible plan or this one, and you just go through and check and make sure it's still the one that fits you best, right? So that's sort of what you just described. You compare what you have to the other options. Um, is the one you have still the one that fits you best? Um, can you explain to people, I've heard you um, give this advice to several of my clients about the drug plan changes and what you need to check there. Because if I understand correctly, this open enrollment period also applies to drug plans. Excellent question. Uh, yes. Now, uh, people with Medicare drug plans generally are the folks that have traditional Medicare with a supplement. Uh, there are some advantage plans that don't include drugs, but they're a rarity. But so we're basically talking about the traditional Medicare folks. If you have a Medicare prescription drug plan, unfortunately, plans change from year to year, and the drugs that you take that were covered in 2021 may not be covered by your plan in 2022. In addition, we've had situations now uh, in 2021 that will impact in 22, where one company gobbles up another company and takes over the coverage, and in some cases, they will be changing plans. So I guess what I'm saying in a roundabout way is I believe everybody with a Medicare prescription drug plan should review their plan every single year, and there should be no loyalty. You should be looking for what's best for you, okay? Be loyal to yourself. And um, what you have to be careful with is you have to make sure that your current plan covers all of your drugs that you're currently taking in 2022. If they're not, for that reason alone, you better get out of that drug plan and get into a plan that covers all of the medication that you take. Right. Uh, so that review is critical uh, for couples out there. Uh, there really is no benefit in both members of a couple taking uh, the same drug plan unless they take exactly the same drugs. So, you know, you don't get any couple's discount or anything like that with drug plans. Uh, by the way, you do with supplements in some cases. So people who are signing up for Medicare supplements, if they do so as a couple, they may get a 15% discount. But with drug plans, Look out for number one. Okay, great advice. So if I remember, you, I think, told some folks we were meeting with together that you can create an account on the Medicare website and input your drugs, and then you only have to do that once, and then they're they're saved in there, and you would just be able to, like, log in, right, and, and it makes it easier? Exactly. And... Uh, in the case of uh, many people with serious health problems, uh, I've run into people with 15 or more medications, and entering that information each time you have to look at drug plans is, is an onerous task. So, yes, if you create an account in Medicare.gov, it, it's extremely secure, okay? Uh, it's not... Uh, uh, it, it, it can't be hacked because this is basically saved on Medicare's platform. Uh, but uh, when you have that information in there, it makes it so simple from year to year 
to make these comparisons. In addition, you want to put in information about the drug stores <clears throat> that you like to use for uh, uh, purchasing your drugs. I find it amazing from year to year how one chain will suddenly give tremendous deals and a certain drug plan will work very well at one chain and not another. And then in the following year, it changes. Wow. So this is something that when people use this plan finder, they should pull out the stops as far as listing every darn drugstore within, say, five miles of them, even if they don't want to go to that store. But, hey, if you can save $100 a year by going to one chain versus another, why not? Okay, again, you don't have to be loyal. Yeah, great idea. Shop for those, uh, like, discounts and you know those kinds of opportunities to save a few bucks right um so when back in the beginning of this conversation you talked about the difference between having advantage versus traditional medicare um with a supplement so that brings me to one other question on this topic what changes can you not make during open enrollment period Okay, one thing you can't do during open enrollment is if you have a supplement with one company, you can't assume that you will be able to go to another company. Now, I I hesitate to even discuss this in terms of the open enrollment period because supplements are not at all affected by the open enrollment period. So it is difficult to go from one supplement to another. Uh, because the companies can use something called medical underwriting, which means they can look at your pre-existing conditions if you try to go to a different supplement. So let's basically take supplements out of this discussion with one exception. As we age, nearly all of the supplements go up each year, and it's a steady progression. So that folks that start in their mid-60s with a supplement paying maybe $120 will find that when they're in their late 80s, they could be paying nearly $400 a month for the same supplement. Now, that's a lot of money. And if you have a married couple, two times $400 is a tremendous amount of money. Those folks can use the open season to switch from a supplement to a Medicare Advantage plan. And that option can be very attractive for people who maybe are not traveling as much and folks that are reasonably healthy. Uh, Because the Advantage plans, I think, can be a tremendous bargain for folks that are pretty healthy. And, and one final thing about uh, the Medicare open enrollment period, um, although it ends on December 7th, if after January 1st you discover you don't like the Advantage plan you switch to, you have up until March 31st to switch again or go back to your original Advantage plan or original Medicare if you don't like that plan. So folks really have a lot of options. Okay. Mark, I have a question for you real quick uh, from an individual who has a higher income and their Medicare Part B premium isn't the 148, but it's much higher than that. 
if they transfer to a Medicare Advantage program during the open enrollment, does that um, income or that premium that they pay follow that same rule, higher income, higher premium, or is that base 148 what the Medicare Advantage will accept? Uh, they will pay the higher premium. Okay, very good. But, but on that subject, Gene, a lot of folks, when they retire, have a significant change downward in their income. Mm. Usually what determines the higher premium is your uh, taxable income from two years before the premium year. So for example, if you're paying Medicare premiums in 2022, that's based on 2020 income. But if you retired in 2020, 21, or 22, you can get a uh, basically, uh, they call it a life-changing event, where instead of using that base year of two years ago, uh, Social Security will la allow you to use a more favorable year, one in which your income will be lower. So folks who are experiencing a change in income due to retirement uh, should look into that, and they may be able to avoid that, that stiff premium surcharge. Fantastic. One more question before I turn it back to Alyssa. For lots of folks, uh, age 65, becoming part of Medicare was the part of a dream, and it, and it so supported their retirement plans, and life was grand. And then they found out that at 66, 7 or later, working was actually a little more fun than they had remembered, or maybe they changed careers, or maybe they're doing something just for fun. And, and they all of a sudden are still eligible to be part of a group medical plan. How does that integrate with Medicare and this open enrollment period? Uh, excellent question. Uh, now, if the plan at their, uh, through their employer is, an, is a good plan and provides them with adequate coverage, and if it's cost-effective, that person can drop their Part B coverage or their Advantage plan, uh, therefore saving that Medicare premium of $148. And then after their group health plan coverage ends and, and they essentially retire a second time, then they can go back on Medicare. And that is a month-by-month -month decision. Uh, for people with a lot of health problems, sometimes there is an advantage to combining the uh, uh, employer plan, which is normally primary, as long as there are more than 20 uh, employees in the, uh, in the entity. Uh, they can combine their employer plan with Medicare. And the, uh, Medicare being the secondary, generally for most folks, 100% of their medical expenses are paid for. Now, that's an expensive way to go. But if somebody's in a situation where, let's say, they're dealing with cancer or heart disease or you know, uh, treatments are going into the $100,000, that really could be a, a, a nice coverage to have. But I would say for most folks, if they have adequate employer coverage, they should drop their Medicare and then go back on later in life. Excellent. Alyssa? 
Thanks. Um, that's now we have great. four minutes. We have four minutes. There's one other really quick thing on this topic that, Mark, I um, wanted you to confirm for our audience. And we were talking about what changes can't you make. And you tell us, right, you cannot change from an Advantage plan to a supplement. Is that right? You can, but you're subject to medical underwriting. Okay. So if you're a reasonably healthy person, and I've had acquaintances that have done this, but both people are in good health, and they're both a, a little bit under 70, so they were able to switch. Uh, but it is unusual. I would say most of us who are in our 60s or 70s or 80s, uh, you're not going to pass that test of the pre-existing conditions. Okay. So it'll depend on the individual insurance company that offers the supplement. Got it. Okay, thank you. So the other piece of news we wanted to talk about quickly was the, we touched on it earlier, the cost of living adjustment for Social Security for 2022 going to be 5.9%. Yeah. Uh, what I'd like to flesh out a little bit is uh, what the implication is for a lot of people, both non-retired and retired. Uh, for people who are working and who are in a situation where you're earning maximum earnings, that level at which... Uh, your earnings are taxed for Social Security, uh, had a ceiling of 142.8 in 2021. That's going up to 147,000. So beyond that point, you don't pay Social Security taxes. You do up to that point. Uh, to earn coverage under Social Security, uh, $1,510 now. That's up by about 40 bucks. Uh, for folks who are under their full retirement age, or uh, I know some people like to use the term normal retirement age, uh, you can collect Social Security and work. However, if your earnings are over $19,560 in 2022, it will begin to reduce your benefit. And for people who are reaching the year of their uh, full retirement age, they can earn up to $51,960 uh, and still collect their full Social Security in the year that they reach their uh, normal or full retirement. Mark let, me, let, let, Mark, let me jump in just for a second because John's sure. looking at me uh, as, as appropriately he should to let me know that we're at the top of the hour for a hard break. Can you can we hold you on f through the break for just a few minutes after nine? Uh, sure, Gene, and as long as you want. Okay? Thank you so much. Uh, um, Voice of an Angel says we've got to go top of the hour. That's Fox Network News. All the information you need to make it a good day, good weekend for you. If you have questions for Mark Basak about your Medicare or your Social Security choices, 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Send us your questions, gene at askmtm.com, Alyssa at askmtm.com. We're back after this with Mark Basak.
Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson and Alyssa Young, both your financial advisors, live this Saturday morning, always live, never in the can. Uh, our competitors always putting their shows in the can, always putting it in the can, but not us. And happy to bring you the freshest, most appropriate information for you. If you have questions for us, 610-720-7900, Gene at AskMTM.com, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. If you have questions for our very special guest, Mr. Mark Basak, 610-720-7900. Same email address as Alyssa, please. Well, Mark, thanks for sticking with us. I'm glad that you're still here because we have a couple more things we can talk about with you. Um, anybody who missed the first segment, we discussed Medicare open enrollment period, and we touched on the cost of living adjustment for Social Security, and uh, Mark shared some new, um, like, thresholds or cutoffs for earnings limits and things like that. Um, just one other piece of info to share on that topic is the average retired worker will get about $92 more a month. And this is the biggest increase most baby boomers have seen since they retired um, in their Social Security benefit. So, um, Mark, was there anything else on that topic that you wanted to share before we go to a, a question we got by email? No, that 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 covers it. Okay, awesome. And I just want to point out, uh, you know, if you've heard some of the things that Mark has said and you want to talk in more depth with him, we offer the ability to sit down with Mark for an hour and he'll answer your questions and give you good advice and recommendations and point you to resources that you need so that you can make the best decision that's appropriate for you. So all you need to do to get hooked up with Mark is call our office and we'll share that contact information with you to make that appointment and we'll we'll hook you up and um you have his brain all to yourself <laughs> so mark here we had a question that came by email that i want to read to you and and hear how you would respond to this person it says i didn't know that i was entitled to widow's pension social security i am 83 my husband and i were divorced but were married for 23 years he died at 58 while I was 51. Is there a statute of limitations? There is no statute of limitations now. Uh, I don't, uh, we can't go back to when she was uh, 51 or, or 61. But uh, if she is eligible, uh, and how she would be eligible is if the late husband's benefit is higher than hers, she could start collecting that immediately. And so she has to reach out to Social Security. There is some retroactivity that they can pay, but unfortunately it's, it's not going to go back 10 or 20 years and, and be a tremendous windfall. And, of course, what they would be paying would be the difference between the um, um, divorced spouse's uh, benefit and her own. So only if it's higher, and they'll only pay the difference. Okay, thank you. Uh, we have a caller. Um, Bob's on the phone, and he has a question for you, Mark. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm in Plan N on my supplement with an insurance company, and I'm, I'm curious as to, let's say that insurance company next year drops Plan N. Can I go to another Plan N uh, without medical underwriting with another insurance company because they dropped the plan? Uh, 
that's a good question, Bob. Uh, it's uh, do you live in Pennsylvania? Yes. It's probably going to depend on what the state insurance commission would decide. Uh, if it affects a lot of folks, there have in the past been situations where uh, they will uh, allow uh, people to go with other companies without medical underwriting. Uh, so I, I think it will depend on, on how many folks will be in that situation with you. Uh, a lot of times, though, if the company uh, has other uh, Medicare supplements that they offer, they probably will give you an opportunity to go into one of their other supplements at the standard cost, you know, not, not at a cost determined by medical underwriting. So okay. if that comes to pass, you will have some options, but unfortunately nothing that I can say right now would be guaranteed. Okay. One other thing I'd like to mention that I found out the hard way. When I first signed up, I joined Plan F because it covered excess charges, and I thought that was the way to go, even though the premiums mm -hmm. were higher. But uh, about three years later, I found out that in Pennsylvania, it's against the law to charge excess charges. So I could have had a, a, another plan that was cheaper premiums and got the same benefits. And I don't think Bob, a lot of people that is, realize that. That is that. an excellent point. Uh, and Pennsylvania really stands out in not allowing uh, doctors to go after the patient for the excess charges. Now, we have to be careful because many people choose supplements because they're snowbirds and they spend half the year or part of the year uh, in Florida or North Carolina. And in those states, excess charges are an issue. But okay. your point is well taken. If you live in Pennsylvania, if you get all your treatment in Pennsylvania, you don't need that, that uh, kind of coverage. And there are different supplements that will take care of that. I, I appreciate that you brought that up. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you, Bob. So if you have a question for Mark, you can call 610-720-7900, and he will answer your question live. I have a question for Mark. Okay, Gene, you, you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, uh, several of our clients have not only returned to work, but they are just thriving in their 70s, right on through their 70s. They're, they're enjoying their work. They're earning at a very, very high level. And, and one of the questions that was posed to me that I thought I knew the answer to, I think I know the answer to, but I want the expert to tell me that I've, I'm on the right track or not. If they continue to work and contribute to Social Security, does, does that have the potential to increase their future Social Security benefits, even though they started collecting at age 70? Yes, uh, but uh, potential uh, after the experience of Lehigh, or I'm sorry, uh, Eagle draft picks in recent years doesn't always mean much. There is a potential there, but Social Security looks at your 35 highest years indexed in current dollars. So if you had 35 years at the max, continuing to work at the max will not increase your benefit. 
But for people who have been out of the workforce, and you know, usually this happens to to women, you know, they're uh, raising families. If they were out of the workforce for say ten or fifteen years, then yes, earning at this much higher level will have a significant impact, and sometimes up to a hundred dollars a month or more in increased benefits. The other folks who would benefit would be people who, let's say, for years made about $45,000 a year, and then in recent years, they're making over 100. They can have increases in their benefit, not quite as dramatic as the people who had zero earning years, but it will make a difference. But it's potential. Gotcha. Hmm. One of the... um interesting things I saw about that cost of living adjustment was the new um, maximum Social Security benefit. So for someone who retires at full retirement age in 2021, the maximum was $3,148 a month. And now in 2022, Mm -hmm. that's $3,345 a month. Yeah. It's a nice $200 a month bump. Uh, when I started with Social Security, I, I believe the maximum benefit was eight hundred dollars a wow. month. Wow! I, I am uh, astonished uh, to hear numbers like that. But yes, uh, many of the clients that I work with uh, are max earners, and and uh, that thirty one hundred dollar figure that has become pretty common. And of course, now it's going up. Wow. Mark, do the cost of living adjustments also apply to Social Security disability payments? Oh, yes. Yes. So all Social Security payments across the board uh, will be increasing at the 5.9, including uh, supplemental security income, which is not funded by Social Security, but their benefits are also going up at 5.9%. Um If I may, just a quick point. The decision to uh, change Advantage plans or drug plans can be complicated. And in the Lehigh Valley, uh, the Office of Aging in Northampton and Lehigh County will provide help uh, to people. And it's being done during the open season. And it's offered through uh, PA Medi. That's M-E-D-I. Okay. And uh, the uh, number in Northampton County is 610-829-4540. And in Lehigh County, 610-782-3200. Anyone can schedule an appointment with a counselor and review drug plans. And this is especially helpful for uh, folks that are in their 70s and 80s who may not be comfortable on computers. Uh, These counselors could be a lifesaver for them. Uh, But folks who are computer literate, I think you'll enjoy going to Medicare.gov and looking through this on your own. I think you'll find it fascinating. Fantastic. Great resources and the opportunity to have another set of eyes or ears helping folks out rather than just trying to rely on our own ability to navigate. Um, 610-720-7900 is the number that you call us if you wish to talk to Mark. We're going to go back to the phones. We talked to Al. What's your question for Mark? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. 
Uh, my question is about spousal benefits, I guess you would define it as. Um, my wife is 70 years old. She took her Social Security at age 62. I will be 65 years old in two weeks, God willing. I have not taken my Social Security benefits. My maximum age to take it is 66 and four months. So I'm getting a defined benefit pension from the uh, public schools here in New Jersey, thank God. And, and my question is, if I die first, my defined pension will be reduced in half for my wife. And the Social Security, my benefit is higher than hers. So one of the variables I'm using to gauge when I take it, if I wait to age 70, which I might be able to do, and then I die, would she get the benefit from my age 66 and four months or age 70? I don't know if I phrased that question correctly. but You, you, you did, uh, and um, the amount that your wife will receive will be uh, either um, what you are getting at the time of your death if you took it before 70. Uh, if you waited to 70, it'll be that amount. And, Perfect, because uh, I've been given different answers to that question, and I knew you would know the correct <laughs> answer. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, while you're alive, uh, if an additional benefit is payable to your wife, and that would be in a situation where her benefit was fairly low, less than one half of your uh, full retirement benefit, but uh, while you're alive, the amount that she gets is based on that full retirement age. But at death, it is based on age 70 or what you were getting at the time of death if you took it before 70. Perfect. So Thank you chair. very much. Very informative. Thank you, sir. You're God welcome. Bless. God bless you all. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, Mark, the most common, without a doubt, question that we get about Social Security planning is what age should I take Social Security? And you have the best answer that's ever been developed. Could you share that with our audience? Take it when you need it. Now, uh, I, I've refined this because I'm so fortunate to work with uh, your, your lovely wife, Diane, and Daryl, who, uh, and, and other folks there who have the expertise with regard to income tax. So sometimes taking it when you need it, but closer to the end of the year so that your benefits will be occurring in a new tax year. Uh, I hope a tax year where your income is lower might be the best solution. Uh, so uh, take it when you need it, but keeping an eye on how your new Social Security income will affect your income tax situation. Fantastic. The, this, one of the most popular, I don't know if it's number two or, or three or four, is uh, I, I want to take Social Security. I may need to take Social Security, but I'm still working how does my earning wages, how does my having earned income affect my Social Security? Um, up until your full retirement age, uh, 
most people would find that their wages would reduce any possible payments by so much that it, it just simply wouldn't be worth it to take Social Security. In the year you reach your full retirement age, though, most people can continue working and get all of their Social Security. But the big but there is uh, your income is higher. Whatever benefits you collect will be taxed. And then when you move beyond your full retirement rate, your benefit is growing at 8% a year. If you take your Social Security while you're still working, you're giving up all that growth in the benefit, and it's being taxed at a higher rate because your income is higher. So I think that while although the money's out there, most people should consider deferring until the point that they stop working. Excellent. Okay. Um, we have another question on the phone. Um, Gary has a question for you, Mark. Uh, good morning, Mark. Uh, my Hi, question Gary. is, um, my wife is currently uh, collecting Social Security. She's just about 70. She started collecting at her full retirement age. I filed a restricted application. I'm uh, 68, and I filed a restricted application on her Social Security, so I'm collecting half of hers. Mm-hmm. And my plan is when I get to be 70, I will drop her uh half coverage or restricted, uh, and then I will collect my uh, retirement, uh, my social at 70. Um, What if I die before 70? Will she automatically get that stepped up uh, payment? Uh, Gary, she she will get whatever delayed retirement credits you gained up to the point of your death. But if, let's say, you die at 69, she will get the age 69 rate. You know, even though your intention was to go to 70, she won't get that that extra 8%. So I'm counting on you, Gary, to make it to 70 for your wife. <laughs> you can do it, Gary. <laughs> I need a cheerleader. Thank you. Uh, so my concern was that she wouldn't be locked into the restricted application, which is obviously half of hers, which would be quite a bit less than my 70 or 69 uh, amount. No, no, not at all. And since she's okay. already passed her full retirement age, if you predeceased her, it would be to her advantage to switch immediately. Okay. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much, Mark. Always informative. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Gary. God bless. Um, Mark, restricted application, a topic that five years ago was high on our list of, of, of discussions every single time. Not so much anymore. Can you tell folks why? Okay. Well, unfortunately, uh, the babies born in 1953 and earlier are galloping towards age 70. And um, uh, I'm born in 53. I'm 68. I could file a restricted application and then collect on my wife's record. Uh, But if you're born 1954 or later, you do not have that option. You must take your own benefit before considering a spousal benefit. Now, uh, I actually, uh, two months ago, 
I ran into a client who was not taking advantage of that, and I alerted them to how much they could receive on their spouse's benefit, and I hope they followed my advice. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but if there are folks out there born in 1953 and they are not collecting any Social Security benefit, please contact either me at MTM or contact your local Social Security office and at least get the information, even if you decide not to do it. But it is certainly a dwindling population now, uh, Gene. Uh, without a doubt, the uh, the Lord giveth, the Lord, well, the government giveth, the IRS giveth, the IRS taketh away. It is what it is. It doesn't mean that there aren't interesting wrinkles. Um, Mark, the, the issue of divorce is one that's largely misunderstood. And we have a fair number of clients, particularly women, who are in their 60s. They are independent. They, they're paying their own bills because they are divorced. And, and yet they may be surprised to learn that there might be a Social Security, <clears throat> excuse me, Social Security benefit for them. How, how does that work? As long as the marriage lasted 10 years, they have potential eligibility on their spouse's record. Now, again, unless they were born before 1954, we're going to look at their own benefit first. So if they have a low benefit, they can potentially add to it by collecting from a spouse. And it doesn't matter if the spouse is or is not collecting Social Security themselves. Uh, the other issue is, is that divorced spouse deceased? Uh, and a lot of folks don't realize now you can actually restrict if it's a death benefit. So there you could take the survivor benefit and then take your own at age 70 or vice versa take your own and then at age at your full retirement age switch to that uh spousal survivor benefit so even though the divorce took place even though that person might have married if they are now deceased there is potential eligibility now, if a person remarried, that can be problematic, but uh, if they remarried after age 60, it normally is not a problem to have remarried. That uh, survivor benefit on a divorced spouse could be in play. That's something that uh, any uh, widow or widower, divorced widow or widower, I should say, should always check with Social Security or, or check with us at MTM. Fantastic. Mark, uh, we we asked you to share half an hour with us. You, we doubled you up and, and, and held you on, and, and we appreciate that so very much. Um, uh, please apologize to your bride and your family for us for taking <laughs> you away from them on a Saturday morning. But thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Mark. Uh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Uh, God bless you, my friend. Bye-bye. Yeah, I saw you taking notes furiously. That's what you do. So every time I'm in a meeting with Mark, I take notes, and I type them up in a file on my computer so I can reference them in the future because, I mean, as you just heard, it's so detailed. Uh, there's so many moving pieces uh, that you you know need to take into consideration. So I try to 
you know, suck up as much knowledge as I can from him um, so that I'm learning about when there are exceptions and special cases and uh, opportunities. And I could never, um, you know, replace his his knowledge, but at least I can help, um, like I said earlier, identify when there's a need to talk to him about something specific. So, uh, yeah, there there's a lot more to it than you might think on the surface, and it's definitely worth taking some time to meet with him, ask your questions and fully understand before you, you know, make a decision, before you start taking your benefit, before you choose your Medicare plan, talk to Mark first. <laughs> we generally give our office contact information at the top of the hour, the last couple minutes of our show. But because of Mark's appearance, I want to do that now because uh, those of you listening, uh, you already have a sample of just how knowledgeable this gentleman is. And we offer Mark's counsel to you at no charge. There's no cost to you to sit with Mark and go through your options, whether it's Social Security, Medicare, or both, and get the absolute um, in your best interest counsel versus did you really get the right information or was it just something somebody was trying to get you away from their desk? So contact us if you wish to meet with Mark. Uh, you can send me that email, gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. You can call the office 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. Mark will meet with you right in our very own world headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. And uh, you will be pleased that you took that time and uh, got your specific social security plan in place 610-720-7900 is the number here you have our email addresses we're going to take your calls your questions after this on more than money Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. Alyssa Young, your host, your personal financial advisor. And I'm not stuttering. There's two of us here. And you get access to both of us uh, Saturday mornings. And it's easy to do. 610-720-7900. Send me an email, gene at askmtm.com. Send Alyssa an email, alyssa at askmtm.com. Let's go right to the phones. We talk to Steve. Steve, good morning. Good morning. I tuned into your program late, so I uh, had a question as far as can a person collect uh, Social Security or Medicare if the spouse has passed away and they were divorced? The answer is uh, yes. There are certain criteria you have to follow. You must have been married at least 10 years if you're under age 60, you must not be remarried. It's my understanding if you're over age 60, you can be remarried. Medicare is not something that you collect on your spouse. That's for you personally. You have to be 65 or older under normal circumstances to collect Medicare. But for Social Security survivor benefits, if you were married 10 years, you're over age 60, you can collect 
based on those basic criterion, um, if you collect early, 60 is the earliest that you can collect, you're going to get a much reduced benefit. If you wait until your normal retirement age, you'll get a full benefit, a full survivor benefit. Um, but yes, you absolutely can. Okay, thank you very much. You're very um, welcome. And Mark's last name was what? Is Basak, B-A-C-A-K. B-A-C-A-K. Exactly. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. God bless. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Young lady, please. All right. We have some emailed questions that we can address now that not, are not all about Social Security and Medicare. This one says, we're thinking about pulling back from stocks now that we're so close to retirement. My plan is to retire at the end of January when I'll be 66 years and two months old. That's my full retirement age. Also, the markets, the USA, and the world seem very chaotic right now, which isn't good for stocks. It may be a good time to get out. What thoughts do you have on this? Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> He's very optimistic. <laughs> I may have thoughts. Um, <clears throat> I have a couple of thoughts um, before we talk about the stock market being chaotic. Um, my initial reaction, particularly when the question has so little detail, has to be. It depends. Of course, it depends. Um, I'll give you two extreme scenarios and, and, and maybe that'll help demonstrate why I say it depends. What if. What if this gentleman and let's assume he's married, this gentleman and his bride have social security benefits that are very generous, maybe, maybe even the max right around three grand, 3,100 bucks. So now the two of them have $6,000 of income and their monthly budget is $5,000 of income and they have a million bucks. How much money must they have in the stock market so that they're going to be financially okay? None. None. Z zero. So if he, if he is saying, right now I'm 50, 60, 70% in the stock market, I'm very nervous, and, and I want to cut way back, and I ask him those other basic questions, and I go, cut, cut back to zero if you want. Because <laughs> it's not required. It's not necessary. What if... Mm -hmm. Uh, their monthly budget is 8000 and their Social Security is only 3000 and now they need 5000 a month, 60000 a year, and they have a million bucks. Can he cut back on his stock investment? Probably shouldn't. You need to, I mean, maybe not fully anyway. Um, adjusting the allocation might make sense, but we need to make sure that, that those investments have some opportunity to grow so that you can take money out of them to live on without cutting the balance down to zero, right? Yeah, the, the only other alternative to investing in the market, which would give him a high enough rate of return that he would have at least the chance of making uh, 6%, which is what he's spending and keeping his principal intact, 
the only other alternative is to give up the ghost, go into an, an annuity, and pray that a million bucks is enough to give him 60000 bucks a year, understanding completely that once he's gone, so is the money. So too extreme. And, and the reality is likely somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, again, simple numbers, a million dollars, if the concern about the USA and the world being chaotic, and it is, mm-hmm. truly is. Um, if that's the concern, we absolutely understand that. Um, taking a break, perhaps, taking a breather, uh, moving some dollars out, maybe leaving 20, 25% in the market in case his interpretation of the world being chaotic doesn't really have the same negative impact on his investments that he thought it might. Uh, I will encourage people to go back about a year to November of last year during the election. There was widespread belief on the part of many, particularly in the financial advisory community, that if President Trump lost the election, the markets would tumble. And it didn't happen. Didn't. Didn't. D-I-N-T. It didn't. It was going to, but it didn't. Everybody thought it was going to. Didn't. So bottom line is the whole psychic component of investing, Um, if your investment strategy, financial plan is dependent on yours or to be fair, to be fair, thank you. (laughs) Anyone else's psychic ability, you are doomed. You are doomed. You have no prayer. You just give up the ghost. Might as well give the money away and enter a convent because you're doomed. No one is psychic. No one can tell the future for four minutes in the future, let alone four months, four years. So don't use psychic ability. But you and I have recently read a wonderful book, The Psychology of Money, and the idea of being able to sleep at night mm-hmm. is pretty powerful stuff. That's right. So if you want to take a break for a short period of time, maybe you leave some money in the stock market, probably a good idea. And when you reenter, there are some certain, there are certainly some new platforms available where you can be in the stock market, but still have a lot of protection in case the stock market should drop. For those of you that think I'm talking about fixed indexed annuities, I'm not. These are not annuities. These are uh, exchange traded funds that will protect you should the stock market drop. In some cases, if you'll be protected up to a 9% loss. Other cases, up to a 15% loss. Mm -hmm. And if you're really thinking the world's chaotic, you can select an investment that will give you a modest upside potential, but protection down to, are you sitting down? No. Minus 35%. Holy cow. By the way, interestingly enough, in 08, when the market was about as dreadful as most of us will ever experience, during that year, the market went down 34%. Interesting. If you're interested in something like that, 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Tim. Tim, good morning. Good morning. How may we serve you? I have a question about uh, I am on full Social Security Mm -hmm. and have no other pension. Uh, Therefore, I had to uh, get another job. Sure. At what point and what percentage... And what age do I not have to pay 
uh, additional income tax on my second income. How old are you? My, how old are you now, I am, sir? I am seventy-two. Uh, you can earn as much as you wish, and it will have no effect whatsoever on your Social Security benefits. The taxation is a very different question. Taxation of Social Security benefits. Are you married or single? I am single. Okay, so I'm looking to make sure. It must be on the flip side of my chart. Um, Oh, Alyssa, why can I not find that right off the bat? Oh, okay, here we go. If you are single and your income is over 25000 uh, you will pay uh, tax on about half of your Social Security up to an income of 34000 And if you are making more than 34000 your Social Security will be taxed at an 85% rate. Wow. So it's not dreadful. It's in your normal tax bracket. So if your normal tax bracket is 12, uh, you're not going to be in the 30. You're going to be in the 12 plus a little. It's not dreadful. But if you're in, give me a rough idea. What what do you expect your income will be this year? Uh, I believe it's going to be uh, around 32,000. Okay, good for you. Uh, which means that half of your Social Security will be added to that 32000 What are you currently collecting on Social Security? Um, my amount per month? Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, $1,700 per month. All right, so that's roughly 20000 a year. So if you have 32000 of earnings, they will add 10000 half of your Social Security, onto that, and that will be your taxable income for 2022, and if that's uh, 42000 for someone who's single, you're in the 22% bracket. And does it stay like that? or Well, it stays like that until you hit 86000 of income. So you, 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 it's going to stay like that for you for a long time. Well, thank you very much for the information. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely, Tim. God bless you. 610-720-7900. That is a crazy useful chart. Yeah, he just took that chart and... The, I, I was whipping it around. I, I was whipping it around. I was, I'm speechless. I said, well, you should be. Well, actually, I don't believe for a second you're speechless. Hey, Zach, has she ever been speechless? Like, ever? Uh, Zach's known you a long time. Um, yes, like, more than half my life. <laughs> Which... And, and, and yet... You're still married. So that's, look at him. Sainthood. He's got sainthood kind of locked up. He deserves up. that, yeah. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Scientist. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm going to have a talk with him. I'm going to have a long talk with my friend, Zach. We, we can talk over, I was going to say we'll talk over ping pong, but no, we won't. No, Because if we're talk. playing ping pong, we're going to be serious about that's that. That's right. You can't he's talk a, while playing ping pong. Oh, he's very good. He's a very, very good I know he's good because it's hard for me to beat him, and I'm very good. <laughs> Six, you have to play my dad too. Oh, I would like to. Yeah. Tournament. yeah, we'll do we'll do a whole day. We'll do ping pong. We'll do pickleball. Um, Clear uh, your schedule. Quate. We'll do quate. Yes, sounds um, good. Cornhole. I'm pretty good at cornhole too. Uh, my my parents play that. They have. I bought my dad, my mom and dad special cornhole um, bags or whatever you call oh, them. Oh, you got to get the good ones. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, let's do it. So it's uh, 
tournament of champions. You can wear your pickleball Ooh, shoes. Oh, nice. I'm so excited. 610-720-7900. That's the number that Diane has called. Diane, good morning. Hi, how are you? Very well. Um, I have a question. A few months ago, I had Alexi in stock for a number of years. And a few months ago, it was bought out or merged with Aztec. And I was wondering how that is going to affect my income taxes at the end of the year. Okay. Was it bought out for cash or was it bought out for stock in Aztec? It was bought out for stock. So, you know, I guess it was sold and then bought by Aztec. I I don't know how. I don't know how that worked. But anyway, it's it's no longer it's no longer Alexion. It's Aztec stock now. But what you have in your account is not more cash. You have this you have stock, Stock. but it's in a different company. Yes. Uh, in general, in, in unless there's something exceptionally strange about this transaction, it should not affect your income taxes at all. This Oh, okay. Yeah. I was afraid that it was going to be sold and then it's going to be and then it was going to appear as new stock because it went from Aztec to I mean from Alexion to Aztec. Yeah, in general that's not how it typically works. What's generally done is it's known as a stock swap where they're exchanging from the original company into the merged company, in this case, Aztec. So your cost basis in the original stock is exactly the same for the new stock, but the IRS doesn't expect that you pay tax on it until you decide to sell the new stock. Oh, well, that's great to hear because I had quite a few shares and I was, I was afraid I was going to really be socked at the end of the year with this. <clears throat> I have one other question to ask you. Um, I tuned in late with your program, and um, a friend of mine called and said that my ex-husband uh, didn't work more. I mean, he he would work six months and then wouldn't work for six months. So uh, my my Social Security ended up being like $12 a month more than his when um, – I checked to see if I could collect on his because I was married for 14 years. They said I, they could not um, do anything about it because I actually made – it was either $4 a month or $12 at the very most, so I wasn't entitled. But now he has passed away a few years ago, and a friend called me and said, well, I think there's a new something new about that with um, that I could re- reapply even though I made $12 more than he did a month. Yeah, and there's a possibility, uh, at least a potential, as as Mark references, the potential for the Eagles draft picks. It never seems to work out. Uh, There's a potential that the survivor benefit that you would receive upon his passing will be higher than your current benefit. It's a potential. The fact that in the original... Uh, look at this, you found out that you actually had a higher benefit than his uh, makes that unlikely. Are you currently collecting on your Social Security? Oh, I have been. I was 62 and I'm 77 now. Okay. It is extremely unlikely that the survivor benefit will be higher than your current benefit, but it is absolutely required that you ask that question. You can do that through uh, Medi- uh, I'm sorry, Social Security, of course. And if you're not 100% clear on, on how to, uh, to proceed, you can certainly reach out to our office, talk to Mark, 
and he can guide you in that process. Okay, and and the number is 610-720-7900, the same as the number that I just called? It, it's, it's actually, no, our, our office number, if you have a, a pen and pad, is 610-746-7007. Okay, well, thank you so much for all your help. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Diane. God bless. She knows that John was helping me there. He, he wasn't sure if I would know whether our office <laughs> number was the same as the number here. <laughs> So he was, he wanted to help. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the same number. <laughs> uh, well, that was very sweet of her. I was, uh, um, going to make several offhand remarks, but I thought she was on a roll and she was doing so very well asking her questions. So off we go. Okay. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Um, more than money online.com. I want to step back for a second and talk about a topic that for a number of months was ugh, everywhere. Um, and particularly on our show and now isn't, uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, lots of folks were really excited about it for a while as it went from 20,000 to 50,000 on Bitcoin and seemed to be exploding and everyone was going to become a trillionaire as Joe Biden says, the new taxes are only on trillionaires. Uh, Joe? Mm-hmm. How many trillionaires do you know, Yeah, Joe? there are zero. There are zero. I, I think, uh, I forget if Bezos is the world's wealthiest at like $192 billion, mm-hmm. which is not a sharp stick in the eye. No, but I, it's also far from a trillion. Yeah, trillionaire. It's only on trillionaires. Um, cryptocurrencies of all kinds, whether Bitcoin, which is probably the most well-known by name, but whether it's uh, crypto, uh, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or Dogecoin, is it Doge or Doggy or Doggy Doggy Coin? Um, the question uh, being posed not to you as an investor, but to me as an advisor, to Alyssa as an advisor, is wh- where does this crypto fit into our world? Uh, up to this moment, this is a legitimate answer. And uh, Rick Edelman, notwithstanding, who has a very different answer for you, up to this moment, the answer is it doesn't. It does not fit. Cryptocurrency cannot legitimately be recommended by a financial advisor to an investor. And here's why. Currently, there is no SEC-approved investment platform for crypto. Can you buy it yourself? Sure. Can, can average investors go online and do all that kind of great stuff and end up with a wallet and Bitcoin and, or, or any other doggy coin, doggy coin, <laughs> um, doge coin? You can do all that stuff. Of course you can. But as an investment advisor, one of the absolute inviolate, or is it petunia in tulip? No, inviolate. Uh, one of the unbreakable rules of being a financial advisor is that you may not, you cannot, it is illegal, it's immoral to recommend an investment to a client that you don't personally understand. I am here to tell you I have been hours and hours and hours of studying crypto, um, um, doggy coin, mm-hmm. Ethereum, Lyceum, all of these. And the so-called experts cannot explain it. 
one of the basics, and and by the way, uh, Mark Kitsis is in in our world a a a well respected Michael. Michael. I'm sorry, very well. Um, I was I, I was on a roll with Mark. Yeah, I know, uh, <laughs> I know. Um, Michael Kitsis says that in his estimation, uh, crypto assets have no economic value in the long run other than what they're worth because somebody else is buying them. Not unlike you go to an auction and, and somebody brings out their collection of dried corn cob pipes <laughs> and you go, are you kidding me? I wouldn't give you a penny and they sell for 400 bucks. Because somebody started at 10. Oh, those are kind of cool. I'll give you 15, 20, 25, 30, 45. What? That's nuts. Somebody else was almost going to buy it, so I bought it. So? They're still not worth a quarter. Um, things change, but economic value has a tremendous impact. Um, the, the other issue, some people say, well, it's supply and demand. You know that Bitcoin is very limited. Um. Yeah, it, it, in in the sense that it was designed to have only uh, a fixed, I think, 27 million Bitcoins ever. But doggy coin can have as many as they want. Mm. Ethereum can have as many as they want. I think there are now 17 different cryptocurrencies. And what's to stop it from being 70 or 700 and making Bitcoin just one more? Eh, eh. It's the American dollar. It's the Chinese yuan. It's the Mexican peso. It's the... The euro, it's just another currency. Oh, no, if you don't get the euro, you'll never be able to spend money. How about I'll just use dollars? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that kind of takes things away. So from the standpoint of being able to recommend to somebody a cryptocurrency, the, the, the fundamental question is demonstrate any economic value beyond, <gasps> I got to hurry and get into this. And the answer is no competent financial advisor. And, and I get Rick Edelman's, a, he's been huge in the industry for years, is now pushing, pushing, pushing crypto. And is it likely that shortly the SEC will approve an exchange-traded fund that represents cryptocurrency? The answer is yes. The cost will be significant. Financial advisors will all have to make their own determination as to whether or not they feel comfortable recommending an investment that even after significant examination, they don't understand and can't explain. And until that happens, more than money won't be selling, won't be assisting, won't be encouraging, won't be accepting cryptocurrency for their clients until we can change that. Listen, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Mark Basak, thank you so very much. Fantastic. Thank all of you for being with us. If you have questions or concerns about anything you heard on the show, just reach out to us. All of our second opinion meetings with financial advisors, with Mark Basak, uh, with uh, Keith Stroll on the estate side, with Mike Pompey on the insurance side, and it goes on and on. Tiffany Schutter with reverse mortgages. They're all at no charge. They are all free. All you have to do is ask. 610-746-7007. Six one zero seven four six seven zero zero seven. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. And as always, our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Folks, thanks for spending part of a great Saturday with us. We'll see you next time on More Than Money. <laughs>